Stop setting yourself on fire to keep someone else warm. We figured that my mom and Sarah were friends for about six years. There were days, weeks, months that turned into years when mom was trying to help her friend. Then one day, she had enough. Living through and ultimately ending that relationship was very difficult. This is episode number 64. We're talking about our greatest challenge. Sandy's legacy writing is called Untangling from a Toxic Friend. In this episode, Sandy and I talk about this toxic friendship that colored our lives many years ago. We reminisce about specific events and talk about how the relationship ended and the relief we all felt when it was over. Now, Sandy had very few resources when she was struggling through these events. Today, a quick Google search can bring up dozens of articles, quizzes, therapists, and coaches. In the show notes, you'll find a couple to help you on your way if this is an issue that you're struggling with. Welcome. This is the Sidetracked Legacies Podcast, and I'm your host, Lisa Hoffman. Do you have ideas and thoughts that you'd like to share with your children or grandchildren? Have you learned some life lessons that might help others? If you answered yes to either of these questions, you need to get it down on paper. The world needs your stories, values, wisdom. We call this legacy work. The Sidetrack sisters have been getting together to write for years, and the topic that we most enjoy writing about is ourselves, who we are, what we've done, and what we believe. Now, we want to extend the invitation for others to join us. So, grab a notebook, journal, or laptop, and listen in while the Sidetrack sisters share thoughts and tips on how to uncover, communicate, and preserve your stories. So one more quick thing before we dive into today's episode. Please rate and review the Sidetrack Legacies podcast because it will help others find us. And also, be sure to subscribe or follow us on Google Play, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening to be notified whenever we have a new episode. And now, here we go. Hey, Mom. Hi. How are you? I'm fine. I just got back from a road trip out east. <laughs> you went to a funeral. Yeah, I did. <laughs> that, that, that's what happens when you're desperate for entertainment, right? Yes, exactly. So because uh, it was it was no one that I knew. So <laughs> did you do any uh, road road um, stops? Any interesting stops along the way there, back? Oh yeah, we um, we went to Niagara Falls and we did some sightseeing and um, you know. Had you ever been to Niagara Falls before? No. Was it worth it? It was it was okay. It was a nice park, but it isn't anything that I would make a special trip to go see. Hmm, interesting. Well, how was the weather? The weather turned. We were. It was crappy, and then we and, and we got stopped. You know, parked our car and started walking, and it turned absolutely beautiful. So it's a real pretty park, and so you know that was that was really nice. And then. We found a very fun, you know, it was a very touristy place, area, and we found a really nice place to go eat. You know, it was just a very relaxing, pleasant. But the, the Niagara Falls, you know, you, you think it's like Yellowstone or something, <laughs> but it's a big falls and a, a, a fast-moving river. Everybody, see, it seems like everybody except me has, you know, seen things like that. And um, now I don't feel like I'm missing too much. You're not. <laughs> 
You're really not, really not. <laughs> so how um, was the funeral? It was very nice. I met some nice people. It was in a really pretty Catholic church, a small, quaint church. Um, we were in Rhode Island, and um, you know, it was all very, it was very a very pretty church. It's, it, it's like what I wish our church was. You know, that's mm-hmm. if they would have left it alone. You know, mm-hmm. it um, had some history. Yeah, history, and and it was just really, really pretty and beautiful windows and very quaint. Wow. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So that's not what we're writing about today, of course. Not, we're not no. writing about churches or road trips or Niagara Falls. We are, uh, our legacy writing this week is about our greatest challenge. When this topic came up, I knew what you were going to write about. I hoped I knew what you were going to write about. <laughs> um, and you didn't disappoint. I actually tried not to write about it because it's it feels very personal. And, you know, you don't know how much personal stuff you want to put out there. Yeah. I think um, it is a good story, and I think we're going to have an interesting conversation about it at the end, because I have some definite thoughts about this experience that you're going to share. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it definitely affected our whole family. So Whole family. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so what did you call your legacy writing? <clears throat> Untangling from a toxic relationship. Okay, let's hear it. All relationships are challenging. When kids are very little, it seems having and making friends just go with the flow. As you get older, things get a bit more complicated. I had a friend once who I will call Sarah. We met in JC's, a club that young married people are involved in. This friendship started out wonderfully with working on club projects together, having family gatherings, getting together to attend meetings, and eventually we often went out to eat and saw movies. She was a lot of fun and we got along famously. After a year, things started to turn sour. She started having sad and troubled moments, became depressed, and this soon escalated. She became very jealous of any other friendships that my husband and or I would have. If I went to another friend's house, I was chastised and lectured for hours on end. She would say negative things about my other friends and couldn't understand why I would want to spend time with other people. Therefore, I could not go to another friend's house unless I went in a direction where I would not be spotted by her. Once she overdosed on pills when she was told that I needed to spend time with my sister who was, com- who was visiting from California. This became my real fear that she would cause harm to herself if I couldn't help her. Being unaware of how to handle things, this relationship continued for about five years. I was very concerned that in her present state of mind, she would harm herself as she had already attempted to do so. When I wasn't working, this friend would either expect me to be at her house or be on the telephone with her. I might also add that this affected my family in a very negative way. My kids could never get a hold of me. Dinner would be put on the back burner, so to speak, as well as going to family functions, cooking, laundry, cleaning, grocery shopping, and the atmosphere in our home became very troubled. Unfortunately, I did not have a clue how to handle the situation, and the problem continued to grow. I tried not to hurt her feelings and cause her further distress, but it became impossible. 
I tried to live my life as normal as possible, but I was always making this friend unhappy. The final straw came when she found out I was taking tennis lessons with my mom and neighbors. I was afraid to mention this activity to my friend as she had rheumatoid arthritis that would make it impossible for her to join us. We were in the basement of my in-laws house celebrating my birthday. Every present that I opened was something that represented tennis. As I opened each present, her face got darker and darker and darker. She was sitting next to me and called me a bitch and proceeded to accuse me of deceiving her. Also, my mom stated in front of her that she was trying to reach me, that my sister was trying to reach me and called another friend to see if I was there. This was taken badly as it was wondered why she wouldn't have been called about my whereabouts instead. She and her husband proceeded to leave in a huff as she made it apparent that she was upset with me by leaving my birthday party. I know she expected me to contact her the next day and expect me to apologize and set things straight. I could have gone to her and tried to talk her out of her upset as I had done many times in the past, but I realized my health was in jeopardy and I just couldn't handle this relationship anymore. There is so much more to this story, but many years of sad events are hard to put down in a short writing. I wish I had the confidence and know how to not let this relationship get to the point of being toxic, but it did. And today I feel, I hope I would have the knowledge to handle it a lot differently. So mom, I mean, I remember this time in our lives and it was, yeah, when you say it was toxic, it was toxic, not only for you, but it, it, it colored everybody's lives. Mm-hmm. You, know, you felt like you were handling it, but it, it definitely bled into. No, I, I really didn't feel like I was handling it, but I didn't know how not to handle it the way I was doing it. You know, mm-hmm. it was, I, I just didn't know what to do. So I tried to go along with the flow and it just, it was just a very unpleasant situation. So my guess is that you, there were probably things that, was there ever a turning point when you, the relationship went from fun and, and normal to scary and toxic? Was well, it just it, such a gradual it, thing that you didn't realize that it had happened? Well, yeah, it was, it was kind of gradual. And, and, you know, you just thought perhaps it was a, a momentary thing that it would pass, hmm. but it just kind of kept escalating. Hmm. And, and then it, it came to that time when now you sh- said she overdosed overdose. She didn't actually die. She took an, she tried to, she, she took a hand, she took pills. Yes. And tried to commit suicide. At least it was a huge shout for help. Right. And, and she, she ended up in, in the hospital in Madison because of it. I mean, it was very, very serious. Mm-hmm. And you visited her there. I had to go every day, every night I went. For how long? I believe she was there for, oh gosh, I wish I could remember, at least a week, if not more. And then when she was released, did she then have any help um, from medical professionals or psychiatric help? Yeah, she did. As a matter of fact, I even met one of her doctors. um, And um, yes, I even drove her many times, you know, to the, to, you know, because she, she was very troubled and she just kept getting worse all the time. Mm-hmm. And is then, there any reason why you didn't seek professional help during this time? Um, an option? I was too busy <laughs> trying, <laughs> trying, to, <laughs> trying to make her, you know, just trying to, you know, yeah, I was very inexperienced. I didn't know how to handle the situation mm-hmm. as far as myself. 
um, when I did stick up for myself, it was like I listened to to other friends because I would I would vent it because I was very frustrated and I didn't you know, and they would give advice. And the one time when she when um, she was told that I needed to spend time with my sister who had come here, mm-hmm. that was she. The, the advice had been given by another person to my husband, and when he told her that, she flipped out. So it's like. We did not seek professional help on our part, but right. we just kind of struggled along and, and right. tried to do what she expected and thought it would all work out, but it didn't. No, I, I mean, I remember as a child, I mean, we would try calling on the telephone and you talked to her on the telephone for hours and hours and hours um, every week. If you, mm-hmm. weren't, if you weren't together, you were on the telephone with her. Did right. she work actually? I'm sorry, what? Did she work outside the home? No, no, okay. she did not. I did. Mm-hmm. And, and so on the way home from work, I would have to stop. Because? Because if I didn't, I would get a t- telephone call and she would, um, <clears throat> you know, make me feel like, you know, I was too busy to be her friend and everybody else is more important. And I mean, you know, it, it, was, it was a very... Um, a very strange, um, <laughs> what am I trying to say, an ill way of, of looking at things, but she had a way of making, you know, after a while you started feeling like you were the one, this was my problem. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You also would have Fridays off and you said, um, why don't you describe what would happen often on Fridays? Say that again. For some reason, you're kind of, I can't understand you. You said that um, on Fridays was your day off and you would look forward to accomplishing. Oh, yeah. And I would always I felt um, for for a long time I I would take a Friday off and I always felt kind of free, like I could do my own thing. And it never failed. She'd be standing at my back door and the whole day was gone. You know, listening, she would come in and listen to her problems. And, and then unfortunately, she would have a cocktail, and then another cocktail and things kept getting worse and worse. And it, it was just, yeah, it was, it was really, really an awful time. Um, And and of course, she wasn't alone. She had a husband who was trying to help her also. So we were all jointly trying to help her he probably should have sought counseling also. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So when you, when she came over and it was Friday morning, um, were you able to like, come on, let's go out in the garden and get some stuff done. Were you able to fold laundry? Heavens no, <clears throat> I could never, if I, if I started to even clean up the kitchen or something, she would make me feel by saying, um, you don't have time to talk to me. You know, I came here to talk to you. I need to speak. You know, I need us to to have time together, and to you know, I want to talk about this, and I need you to sit down and talk to me. So I would, you know, I could never do anything extra but sit and talk with her, mm. and try to help her out of a if she if, out of the problem of the day. You know, okay. she had some baggage from when she was younger, and I mean, you you can't imagine talking about stuff like this. But her feel, I mean, it was talk. talk just talking constantly about sad and bad events, you know? Mm -hmm. So when, when you were dealing with her, 
um, <clears throat> thoughts and feelings. Was there any concept of, of you know, you, you said in your writing that everything in yours and your family's life got put on the you know, back burner. Was there any thought of my, I'm sacrificing my family for- oh, how, Yes, all the time. Mm-hmm. But she was bigger than life. I, I mean, I, it's hard to explain, but her presence was, it was just very toxic throughout the whole family. I mean, she was, she made my husband feel, you know, this way also. I mean, we were in this basically together, um, you know. I mean, he had a good relationship with her husband. Very much so. Mm-hmm. And when when we when I stopped going over there, but then my husband could not be friends with her husband either. Right. She would would not allow that, which was really sad, you know. <clears throat> but um, her, I mean her um her thinking, and like I said, she went to, she was um professionally, you know, professionally helped, but it didn't really help very much from my standpoint. I mean, we did, um, I remember, I think we went camping with them once. We went camping with another family every single summer. And that was never a problem, was it? It was just something we always did. It was a real problem, yes. Oh, it was a real problem? Yes. Um, I had to, you know, I had to make, her, it was kind of like I, I had to make her just know it was something that was always planned and, oh, she hated every minute of it and made me feel very guilty about it and, um is that why we went we only went camping with them once right right mm-hmm. and is that why we went camping with them because they yeah like even steven kind of thing oh yes she you know she had never gone camping and and so we did go the one time and and as a matter of fact that particular camping trip um it was a it was a counseling session the whole the whole weekend sounds like fun that was a blast <laughs> So do you remember the time that um, that I, I, I've referenced um, before, the time that, that I was hurt by her son? I never, I, I, you had never shared that with me. So I was not aware of that. Okay. Um, yeah, it was, it was definitely from, from, I mean, Michelle and their younger son definitely got along really, really well. Mm-hmm. Um, but their older son was a year older than me. And yeah, I, we never, I mean, I remember we played, I played Pong with him at their house, um, but he wasn't real nice to me. And um, I remember one time he got really angry at me and he held my shoulders and he kneed me in the stomach so hard that I fell into the closet and um, the, the breath was knocked out of me. And um, Sarah was top priority. and. You know, I was bringing a problem to the table that, you know, d- didn't, um, it, it, well, wasn't, I think, it wasn't bigger than life, shall we say. I think the whole family walked on eggshells. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. And so. You mean our family, not her family, our family. Right, right. And so you never shared that with me. I was never aware of that. <clears throat> and you probably didn't share it because you didn't want to get her upset. Because hmm. um, if you know, um, one time, this is probably kind of, I remember um, I, w- I went to her house and there was a garage sale next door uh-huh. and there was a baby buggy 
And I went over, I thought, oh, cool. So I ran over there to see how much the baby buggy was, was selling for. Mm -hmm. And I purchased it. And when I got to her house, you would have thought I committed a, a mortal sin. <laughs> Murder, huh? She was so upset that I would go over there with, before coming to see her. <laughs> wow. And she, I mean, she would. And you never just threw up your hands and went, I'm done. No, it took me a long time. I, I, yeah, I didn't. I don't because I'm a pleaser. I always want to please everybody. And I guess you can't always please everybody. And I found that out. It's taken me 78 years to realize that. <laughs> um, I didn't want to. I didn't want to upset her. I didn't. You know, um, but yeah, just by living your own life, you could yeah. upset her over and over and over again. And it came to a, a accumulation or a, a, the, the coup de gras was your birthday. And wasn't it your 35th birthday? I believe so. Yeah, I think it was too. And um, I mean, I don't know how you could, how you plan to keep taking tennis lessons from her. I don't either. I, <laughs> I remember it like it was yesterday, being down in grandpa and grandpa's basement and I mean, you were getting, you got a new tennis racket and you got tennis balls and you got, you know, an outfit to, to play tennis in and everybody was talking about tennis. And, mm. and I remember, I don't remember, I mean, I didn't hear her talking to you, but I remember them leaving and then everybody was in a, in a flutter. And I remember for months afterward, you wondered if you had done the right thing by not contacting her after your birthday. Well, I don't remember so much that I also, but I do remember a total feeling of relief. Mm. Um, I felt absolutely relieved. Um, it was, I, I, I finally, for the first time in so many years, felt, <laughs> felt like I, myself, you know, um, I knew that I could not, rekindle or or go back you know go and talk her you would have her. had to apologize well yeah. yeah and and you know um i i i have always had to put myself second third fourth whatever and i just I just something snapped and i just couldn't do it <laughs> i just couldn't do it and i just finally got the strength to, to say to myself i'm done I, I i'm done i i can't do it well so were there any um what, do you know what ever happened to her? I believe she's passed away now. Okay. So did she, did you ever see her in public again? Just one time at a wedding and we did not uh, converse. <clears throat> we kept our distance, you know. You were um, and, and she didn't commit suicide. She never, uh, to your awareness. Oh, did you have any mutual friends that would say, oh, you know, she said this or did that, or she, they're up to this or up to that. No. Well, yes, yes, we did. But many years later, um, I think people had a strange idea of, of really what the circumstances were. Okay. Um, and at some point I've been able to share this with a couple of other people, but it's not something I, you know, really go into a lot. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, like so I said, it, it what did, uh, what did, what's your takeaway from this event in your life? Any um, lessons learned? Lessons I've learned? Mm -hmm. 
to to be yourself, to stand up for yourself, and to to know to know what's what's right and what's wrong. And and you know, um, you can't please everybody. You have to you have to take care of you and your family, and um, you have to find some middle ground. And you know, you can't let any one person rule your life not even not even a spouse i don't believe you know you have to be your own person you're 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 come into this earth alone and you're going to leave it alone so you better learn how to to be yourself Hmm. yeah um yeah yeah. and you know it's just like i say i feel really stupid that it went on so long but it was it was it started and then it was gradual and got worse and worse and worse and by the time it got really bad it was really bad yeah yeah and then you thought, oh, my gosh, um, I don't want to be responsible for something awful, yeah. you know, and that, she, and that she would eventually turn around, I guess, and eventually get the help she needed because she was getting help. Right. But um, it, Were it you was ever not- afraid that she might, I mean, when you, you broke off your relationship with her after your birthday, did you ever worry that she might harm you or your family in some way? No, not really harm me you mean yeah no I never I never well she threw an ashtray at me one time (laughs) 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 because I got you know I was trying to stick up for myself and and um you know there were so many so many unbelievable circumstances and so many different incidents Mm -hmm. that happened why'd she throw the ashtray at you because um we were had gone out to eat the four of us and um dad was being silly with me and it upset her and why i don't know she threw an ashtray at me because i i guess i kind of snapped back at her that's what i did i was upset that she that she was yeah and so um she threw an ashtray at me and we we ended up down in the woman's bathroom having it out <laughs> so I did try to I did try to stand up by, for my by my for myself, but it didn't seem to work out. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, um, now I wonder. I mean, there's so much more information about um, abusive relationships um, between, like, um, you know, men and women. But there's not really a lot of. I mean, maybe you know better than I do. Uh, information about you know disentangling yourself from a toxic relationship Um, oh i suppose now you can find information online if you you know did a google search i'm sure and i probably would would have resorted to looking for something like that had i you know Mm -hmm. but at the time first of all we didn't have the internet of course not (laughs) or computers or anything years ago Uh uh-huh yeah this was back um, in what was it 70 in the in the in the 70s mm -hmm, Mm mm-hmm Yes. And um, I mean, so by talking to other people basically was, you know, asking advice of other from other people and family. And, and every time I tried something, some advice I was given, it kind of backfired. (laughs) Or at Um, least it didn't work. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, like I feel kind of, I feel sad and, and kind of embarrassed. I let it, you know, that I hadn't bowed out much sooner but like I said I was very concerned I didn't want to be responsible for something horrible happening to someone yeah yeah um 
and I felt we were all healthy and strong and we could help her, you know? Yeah. So do you know, so she's passed away. I wonder if she ever did, you know, I, I wonder she obviously didn't harm herself. I wonder if she lived a happy life. She, they did move away, didn't they? They moved mm-hmm. away from, from this town where she lived. Yes, yes she moved. They moved. Was it because of, of your relationship with her or lack thereof? Uh, n- no, no. I think it was to do with a jo- uh, job situation. For her husband, I bet. Okay. Yeah, and I know that that um, Michelle has gotten together as an adult or seen her younger son who she you know was friends with. They've mm-hmm. seen each other as adults. Mm-hmm. And, um, they're doing fine. They're mm-hmm. doing well. So, right. Yeah. yeah. But it was a very dark period and a very uh, big struggle for you, for all of us. And um, the un- as you said in the title of your, your writing, untangling from a toxic relationship, whether that person is a relative or a family member, a husband, wife, or a friend. Damn, it's, it's not easy. Mm-hmm. No, it's not. And like I said, I wanted to be make it. I like to make everybody. I like everybody to be happy, happy, healthy, and successful. That's my my wish for everybody. And uh, it doesn't always work, evidently. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, it, yeah, you you tried the best you could, but talk therapy. And she she was trying to take you down with her, huh? Yeah, I guess so. Um, she wasn't happy, so she didn't want anybody else to be happy. And I really felt sorry for her family. She had two children, and and they, I I've, I wonder I wonder how they feel about the situation. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they would they would come home from the school and they'd immediately go to their rooms, and because they could tell the atmosphere in the house was very uncomfortable. And this went on for years. And I just, I wonder how they handled it, you know, and, and especially in their adult lives, how that's affected them. I don't know. No. Well, Mom, this was a, a, a deeply personal writing for you. And I'm so glad that you put it down because it's something that, like I said, it was huge and it was important. And it's something that, you know, colored my growing up and, and Michelle to a, a lesser extent, I think. Um, but it was definitely an important part of, of our lives. And, um, I'm glad it's behind us. Um, you know, like I said, I, I remember that, that feeling of hallelujah, you know, I, I, being able to call, I mean, all of a sudden it felt like, you know, my mother had multiplied. I, I had a mother again. Um, you know, there was somebody who, um, was there for the family because yeah, you had definitely, um, she had, she had taken over our lives really. Mm-hmm. And um, so when, when you released her, it was, it was to say it was freeing as an understatement. I mean, when family and friends would, would come by to stop and they'd see her car, car in the driveway, they would not stop. Right. And if they did, um, I could, she would go some in a different room and expect me to be with her instead of whoever was. Uh, <laughs> oh, it just gets thicker and thicker. I mean, just mm-hmm. talking about it, I, I, I hope I don't give you, this doesn't give you <laughs> nightmares tonight. I mean, it's flashbacks, a, right? That, that's it. Flashbacks. Yes. Yeah. Uh, no. 
Yeah, it was. It's like I said. I, it, there's several things in my life I could do a do-over, and that would be one of them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. A biggie, a real biggie. Yeah. So really, yeah. take care of you, and that's your top priority. And um, you know, if helping somebody find the, the mental health professionals, um, but realize that yeah, that ain't your job. That's you don't you. That's not your pay grade. So for her to expect that, for anyone to expect that a friend or a neighbor or a relative drops their life to help you with yours, that's that's I'm toxic. That's unrealistic. It's not fair, and um, and it's not helpful because you didn't have the skills to help her. And um, so really, whether she you know. Um, you were afraid that if you, you stop your relationship, that she might do something to harm herself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's, that's a, that's a guilt trip. That's, that's messed up. Right. And I, and her husband, you know, um, I feel, I feel sad for him. I mean, he, he worked very hard at making, trying to make her happy and mm-hmm. wow. You know, it was, it was a really tough time. Exactly. Untangling from a toxic relationship Uh on that pleasant note. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I'm going to wrap things up here. I'm so glad we got to talk about this because it's something that, like I said, was, was a, um, a dark, but significant part of our lives. And hope, hope somebody else by, by listening to this, if they're in that situation could perhaps learn something from it that you shouldn't, you shouldn't, put yourself perhaps in that situation, or if you're in that situa- situation, find a way to exit it, you know, on a, in a healthy manner. <clears throat> well, re- I guess the beginning of that is realizing that you aren't the mental health professional, that, um, you know, whether online, you know, I, I guess we could actually look that up and put some resources on the, um, the page mm-hmm. in the show notes you know, some, some ideas of, of where people could go for help with a situation similar to this. Right. Right. Yeah, you're not, like I said, it's way beyond your pay grade. And, um, you know, she could have done something to herself with or without you. Fortunately she didn't. And right. that's a blessing. Right. Exactly. So, okay. I'm wrapping things up here, mom. We'll talk to you later. Okay. Love you. Talk. Bye. Bye-bye. And before we call it a wrap, I just want to say that I would absolutely love to hear from you. If you have any questions about what we talked about today or any other topics that you would like to see addressed on the podcast, just go to the Sidetrack Sisters page or the Sidetrack Legacies group on Facebook. We would love to engage with you and grow together on this legacy journey. Don't forget, if you like what you heard, please, please be sure to leave a review for us on Google Play Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening. And also, be sure to subscribe or follow us to be notified of new episodes. So, that about does it. Thank you so much for listening today. Our goal for this podcast is to inspire you to look at your own life, tap into the memories, find the wisdom, and write it down as a legacy for your loved ones. Until next time... Take care.